Men, more than ever before, we need to be good soldiers. No one engages warfare and tangles himself with the affairs of this life. Hey, we don't want the worldly things. Love not the world, nor the things of the world. John said that. Don't love the world. If you love the world, you're going to get entangled, and you're going to end up backsliding. Get it out of your way. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. We're glad you've joined us today for our continuing series in 2 Timothy. Raul will encourage you to view yourself as a soldier of Christ, ready to endure hardship and prepared for spiritual attacks. He'll also assure you that on life's battlefield, you can be fully confident of the Holy Spirit's wisdom and power. Here's Raul Reese in the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 2. Paul will give us a big picture here tonight of the Christian minister. What is a minister, a real minister of God? He says, you therefore, my son, speaking of who? Timothy. His son in the faith. I like that. His son in the faith. What faith? Our faith in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So he starts out here, you therefore, my son, be strong. Exhortation, be strong, not weak, not timid. Hey, have the boldness to be a Christian. Stand up as Christ stood up. We are in Christ Jesus. We're not apart from Christ. We are in Christ. The Holy Spirit has come and baptized us with power. And that power every day is given to each one of us individually as we wait upon God. So I become a steward. He says, not only be strong in the grace of God. You see? The grace of God, the unmerited favor, we don't deserve. But God has given to each one of us individually. And that grace, he says, is in, notice, in Christ Jesus. Nobody else has that but Christ. He's our Savior. He's our Lord. He's our Master. He's the Alpha. He's the Omega, first and last. So when you look at Christ, don't look at Him as this little God. No, He is God. We need Him. We came to know Him. He was sent from all eternity so that he could be here for 33 years. 30 years with who? With Mary and Joseph. And at the age of 30 years old, he came and took his ministry. They hated him. They didn't like him at all. The Pharisees, the scribes, Sadducees hated him. But he went after people that would receive him, his grace, his love and mercy. And many, many came to know him. Incredible how God works. And Paul had a love for Timothy as his dear son. Paul had no sons. But Timothy became like a son to him. He began to train him for the ministry. And that's why when I read verse 1, it was so awesome. You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Verse 2. Paul wants you to entrust Timothy with his teaching and those listening to him. No, he wants to give it to guess who? Reliable men and women. 
Can you trust them? Reliable. Are you reliable in receiving the message here at Calvary Chapel? What are you going to do with it tomorrow or tonight or this next week? He goes on to say this. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses commit these things to faithful men who are nurse will be able to teach others also. Isn't that cool? That's what I'm doing with you tonight. That's what Chuck did with me. He taught me, I'm teaching you, you'll teach somebody else. That's important. Because here Paul not only is entrusting to reliable men and women. Can God trust you? Can I trust you? Can you trust others? Can they trust you? And when I was reading this, I was, God, Lord, he commit these things to faithful men. Not on faithful men, faithful men. Like you, you come every week, you study the Bible, you go home, you read, you tell people about Christ, faithful. You're faithful not to me. I'm not faithful to you. I'm faithful to him. You're faithful to him. And when you're faithful to the Lord, he can trust you. He can trust you. With what? With his gospel. That when you go tell somebody the gospel, the Lord is going to bless you. He's going to stop that person. He's going to open their ears, open their hearts, and they'll come to know him. And if not, they're going to be convicted from now on until he comes to Christ. That's the way it works. He goes on to say, to these faithful men who will be able to teach. This is how the gospel is spread, by teaching and preaching to others. That's the way it happens. Your family, your friends. You don't preach them in a place where they're going to hate you. But you teach them by example, through the word of God. He goes on. Look what he says. Verse 3. You therefore must endure hardship. Can you endure hardship even here tonight? Again exhorted. He's exhorting us. Hardship. As good as a soldier of Jesus Christ. We are spiritual soldiers. Spiritual And when you train for a warfare against Satan, you're going to train. You're going to pay attention to the instructions. And here he's telling you, you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Pastors, leaders, the ministry is not a weakness. It's a ministry full of hardships. And I think it's of importance that when you not only experience hardships, that you're able to minister to them whatever their need may be in their lives. That's why we read the Bible. That's why we pray. And here Paul is launching himself into the threefold ministry. So the metaphor is what? A soldier, an athlete, and then a farmer that he talks about verse 4. He says, no one engages in warfare or entangles himself with affairs of this life. That we may please him who enlisted you as a soldier. Who enlisted you? Jesus. Men, more than ever before, we need to be good soldiers. No one engages warfare and tangles himself with the affairs of this life. Hey, we don't want the worldly things. Love not the world nor the things of the world. John said that. Don't love the world. If you love the world, you're going to get entangled and you're going to end up backsliding. Get it out of your way. 
Yes, we have to work in the world. Yes, I have to live in the world. But I'm not of the world. We belong to heaven. This is not the real me. You're not the real you. The real me is within me when this shell, this shell right here, this body, clay, comes to an end. My new self comes out and goes to be with the Lord. A new body. A new mind. Everything is brand new. All this waiting for right now is to get released. And that's why Paul felt what he felt. Because he loved people. He loved his brothers and sisters. As he says here, he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. Who enlisted you? Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ enlisted me. I volunteered. I was not drafted. I volunteered in the kingdom of God. I said, Lord, here I am. How do you want to use my life? Give me my orders. I'll take them and I'll try to fulfill them. Verse 5. And also, if anyone competes as an athlete, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. See, there are rules for those in the Olympics. What time they sleep, what they eat, what time they do this. And all these rules and regulations, which a lot of times people say, man, that's bondage. No, if you don't keep that, you're not going to be able to go to the Olympics. So things have been given to us as athletes. And what do we do? We're going to compete. We're competing right now. Satan wants to take you down. But I'm training for the future. I've got to run as fast as I can. I've got to get there. I'm not going to give up. If you love something, man, you're going to give yourself 100%, not 90%. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes. What? According to the rules, you've got to be a winner, not a loser. Keeping the rules, you've got to keep the rules right here. The Word of God. If you don't keep this, you're going to be in trouble. You're not going to be part of the puzzle. We're all part of the puzzle if we obey God's word, if we study God's word, if we read God's word, if we do all these things, guess what? We come right into the the puzzle. Watch what he says, verse 6. The hardworking farmer must be a partaker of the crops. I know nothing about farming. I just know that farming is a very hard work. But that farmer knows the soil. The farmer knows what he needs to put, how to do it, how to produce it, and how to sell it. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Don't forget, we're committed to helping you experience a healthy, fruitful relationship with the Lord. Visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 for our full selection of resources. And later on, we'll tell you how to order a faith-building book from Rawl. Now back to the final part of today's study. Verse 7. Consider what I say, and may the Lord give you understanding in all things. He's talking to Timothy. Where did the wisdom come from? It comes from the Lord. Consider... What I say, and may the Lord give you understanding in all things. So men point to what? In Paul's threefold illustration. And we need to do the same. We need to be obedient. We need to be paying attention. Because in verse 8 he says, Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. You see, it was Paul's gospel. It's our gospel, the good news. 
that we read, that we actually memorize, and we give to other people good news, not bad news. And we need to tell people about Jesus in these last days, to what's taking place like never before. He goes on to declare, verse 9, For which I suffered trouble as an evildoer, even to the point of chains. But the word of God is not chained. I love that. Paul says, I'm in prison, I'm in chains, I'm going to die, but the word of God is not chained. Underline that, memorize that. We are not chained to what? The word of God can be given out to anybody. We might be in prison, but from prison, the word of God can be declared to those in prison. And outside of prison, it can go everywhere. That's what happened on the book of Acts. The word of God. So powerful, the Bible. He goes on, verse 10. Therefore, because of this, I endure all things for the sake of what? Of the elect. Who are the elect? The Jews that hated Paul. Therefore, I endured all things for the sake of the Jews, that they also may obtain salvation, which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Paul loved the Jews. He wanted to see them saved. And so many turned against him. So many hated Paul. This is a faithful saying that if we died with Jesus, we shall also what live with him. How do we die? Dying to your flesh. Reckoning the old man to be dead, Romans chapter 6. Read it when you go home. Don't make sin your king of your life. Put it to death. Crucify it. And if you crucify it, God will use it in such a powerful way that you'll know, wow, I overcame this, I'm overcoming this, and I will overcome this, and God can use my life powerfully because of the Holy Spirit in my life. Denying yourself. Verse 12. If we endure suffering, we shall also reign with Jesus. If we deny him, he also will what? Deny us. Mark that. If we deny him, he is going to deny us. But if what? If we not only suffer, we shall also reign with him. And if we deny him, he also will not be there. He will deny me. And then he says, if we are faithless, he remains what? Faithful. Never changes. Always the same. He cannot deny himself. I love that. I marked that too. God's sovereignty And faithfulness remains untouched. He's always the same. Loving, kind, powerful. And then the workmen, in verse 14 through 18, remind them, the congregation of these things, charging them before the Lord not to strive about words to no profit to the ruin of the hearers. Paul's warning them about quarrels, saying things that you shouldn't be saying. It ruins hearers. You can't force yourself on them. You can't be cussing because how are you going to get the gospel to them? You have to be pure as he is pure. And before you speak to them, you got to make sure that your life is righteous before God. And when you open your mouth, it's going to be God speaking through your mouth to those people. Paul wants to make sure we do that. Verse 15, be diligent or study. To present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed. We don't have to be ashamed because we study God's word. You're only ashamed when you don't study God's word. You should be ashamed. 
You need to study the word of God every day. And I'm so happy you're here tonight. And I'm so happy you're here on Sunday night. And I'm happy when you're here, whatever night it is. Because you're coming to Calvary Chapel to learn the word of God. To learn God's word. Very important. But avoid profane idol babbling. For they will increase the more into what? Unto more ungodliness. Those who have an agenda. Something God has shown them, but not other people. They come up and they start telling you things that God has spoken to them and God hasn't really spoke to them. So now they hate you and they start arguing with you. Forget those people. Verse 17. And their message will spread like cancer. Isn't that interesting? Spiritual cancer, not physical cancer. Will spread like cancer as Hymenius and Thalitius are of this sort. We don't really know who they are. But they were two. They were following Christ and then they became enemies of Christ. Paul had to cut them off because of what they were saying. They were false teachers of the word of God. And then he says, who have strayed concerning the truth. You see, they didn't want the truth. They wanted to have their own philosophy, their own doctrine. Saying... That the resurrection, here's the main topic, that the resurrection is already past and they overthrow the faith of some. Some believe them and they backslid and they left the Lord. And there are people like that in churches. They don't come after those that are rooted and grounded. They come after the saints that just accepted Christ because they don't know God's word. And they begin to lie to them. And then verse 19 to 22 were vessels Nevertheless, the solid foundation God stands having this seal. The Lord knows those who are his. And let everyone who names the name of Jesus Christ depart from what? Sin. Sin. If we are truly believers, we stand on what? On the foundation of Jesus Christ. We don't stand in the world. We don't stand in sin. He says what? Having the seal. What seal? The seal of Jesus Christ. He put the seal by the Holy Spirit in our lives. He says, the Lord knows those who are his, by the Holy Spirit. And let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. You're not to live in sin if you're a Christian. That's past. He goes on, verse 20. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold, Silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. You notice he starts out with the big time, gold, and then silver, and then wood, and then clay. Notice, and then what? For some honor and some for dishonor. Pretty heavy instruments that God has not only made us, but he wants every one of us individually to know that. Therefore, because of this, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel, I love this, a vessel for honor. Underline that. He tells you exactly how to become a vessel of honor. Sanctified, set apart, and useful for the master. Prepare for every good work. Here we are. Learning, separating, Receiving, feeding, so that we can go out and do what? And prepare for every good work. Every good work. God has a plan for our lives. 
And he's preparing us for his work. I love it. Preparing us for his work. Whoever thought that I would be doing what I'm doing, I never thought, but God knew. And God knows you. And he knows what you need in your life. And he wants to use you. You know why? Because he loves you. He cares for you so much. And then he says, flee, exhortation, run. Also, from notice, also youthful lust, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace, with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Who's that? Christians. Those that are not walking according to the flesh. Those that are walking according to the Holy Spirit. Remember that in Ephesus, they used to worship the goddess Diana. And that's where Timothy is. And Paul is saying here, look, flee. You're also youthfully talking to Timothy. Timothy is young. Flee, Timothy. But pursue righteousness and faith, love, peace with those who call on the name of the Lord. What? A pure heart. A pure heart. Do you have a pure heart tonight? Do we have a pure heart tonight? We had to have a pure heart. He says, but avoid foolish and ignorant disputes. Knowing that they generate what? Strife. Don't argue with people. When people begin to argue or speak things that they're not building up, hey, get away from them. They know what they're doing, trying to destroy you. They're trying to bring you into argumentative doctrine issues. But what you got to do is you got to go to the word of God. This is what God's Word teaches. This is what God's Word teaches. Don't argue with people. They don't want to listen, then just walk away. Verse 24. And a servant of the Lord must not quarrel. Underline that. Notice disputes. No way. But be gentle. I want to take that one out of my Bible. (laughs) To be gentle to all. Able to teach and be patient. In humility... Correcting those who are in the opposition, if God perhaps will grant them. I love that. Notice Paul. Notice in opposition, if God perhaps will grant them. And then he says what? Repentance. So that they may know the truth. See, Paul loves these people. He wants them to repent through the gospel so they can know the truth of who? Jesus Christ. And then he says, and that they may come. To their senses and escape the snare of who? The snare of the devil. Having been taken captive by Satan to do his will. Underline that. His will, not God's will. And when he uses that word to snare, I wrote this down. To trap such an animal, it's a trap to capture animals. Like a net. And so here he's talking now, Satan has his net. And when he throws it out, he wants to what? He wants to capture you, to ensnare you, and to get you away from Christ, and to destroy your faith in Christ, but to believe in him. And we can't do that. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the devil and against his forces. Against his forces, all his demons that he possesses, from the small to the biggest, imagine that. And he's already on his way. He knows he's running out of time. So what is he going to do? He's going to come after you. He's going to come after me. And the whole body of Christ around the world. And we have the power to say, I rebuke thee, Satan. Get away from me. 
I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. I don't believe in you, and I rebuke you in the name of Christ. And yet, what? The peace of God comes upon our lives. But if life's everyday demands are wearing you out, it might be difficult to understand that God sees you as His soldier. But we hope you've been reassured today that the Holy Spirit is always with you, strengthening and directing you in God's will. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to hear today's program in its complete form, just call us at 800-634-9165 and we'll send you an unedited version for a donation of $5 or more. Just ask for Raul's teaching from 2 Timothy chapter 2. Now, for more insight to strengthen your faith, we'd like to tell you about Rawls' book titled Doctrines, A Simplified Roadmap of Biblical Truth. It's a resource that illuminates the essential message of God's love and salvation, while also providing direction for avoiding false theology that could send you on a spiritual detour. To order Rawls' book titled Doctrines, A Simplified Roadmap of Biblical Truth, visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. We'll send your copy for $10 plus shipping and handling. That's 800-634-9165. Or you can write us at Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. Somebody Loves You Radio is listener-supported. We're blessed by your partnership as we share the good news of the gospel. Thanks for your tax-deductible donations. Join us again next time for more insight that will guide us in the goodness and truth of God's ways as we study His Word verse by verse. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.